Hello everyone, my name is Nancy Zinsmaster and today I'm here with Carolyn Resnick and we are going to speak to you about the Waterhole Ritual online program. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, when I start thinking about the online program, of course, uh, the thing that comes to mind is, you know, I had a program that was that offered the Insider Circle program and the Extended program, which um, I got to know a lot of students in that program where we had uh, 30 people in the Insider Circle and we had uh, over a hundred in the Extended. And in all of those students, in all of those years, which expanded over eight years, Wow. The thing that stands out to me is the relationship you had with your horses. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and the thing is, is when I think back about it, it was really quite funny what was going on between us. <laughs> and and it, it was just what I would do in the course was uh, it, every other week I would look at videos and I would evaluate from those videos what a specific person's program should be every two weeks. So after I'd watch the video, I'd say, okay, fine, this is the next step I want you to take. And each one was different, which was really great for the class because everybody got to look at everybody's uh, videos and see all the different programs that could be developed from the Waterhole Rituals. Mm -hmm. And I would sit before, I would talk to my students uh, on what took place week by week. I would listen and watch the videos and I would write uh, exactly everything I saw in each video and what I wanted to speak to my student about and how I wanted to see them improve upon it and then what the next step for that person was and their horse. And so it was really, really great. Everybody just loved it. Turned it out great. that they were supposed to get maybe five or ten minutes of communication with me and it turned out that it would wind up into four hours. <laughs> yes, with, I remember that. <laughs> with 30 students and everybody loved it and yes. everybody hung in there um, uh, to, no one was bored, they loved no. it, they absolutely loved it. And so when I think back about, about it, this, as I said, the student that, that shown uh, really um, something that I was really impressed with and that was your connection with your horses and I thought maybe you would like to tell them about your side of the journey because it's quite funny I think <laughs> when now that I look back on it yes it is well thank you for for saying that I I, I feel honored um, yeah well uh, the other thing I want to say about this too is is this what culminated from all of this is that uh, Nancy became my partner in, in the Carolyn Resnick method because of what took place. So Nancy, if you would just tell her, <laughs> tell our story, it, it's really... How fate drew us together? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, gosh, such a long story, but to keep it kind of short, um, you know, I've been around horses my whole life. My grandfather had a horse farm, which uh, it was just my dream to be with horses every summer and spend time with them. And as an adult, had horses throughout my life. 
So I moved to Costa Rica, and the deal I made with my husband was that that was a cool. It was his dream to move there, but we had to be able to have horses. So that was fine with him. So I got my first horse. And through looking for different things for the horse, tack and stuff, I came upon, a couple years after we got the first horse, a herd of horses that were is completely starving and um, severely abused. So we rescued these horses. And in that search of finding a way to communicate with these disconnected, abused horses, um, I started trying to reach out to different clinicians uh, in different methods of natural horsemanship so that I could learn to communicate with them. And it was difficult because they were extremely shut down and not trusting of humans. And one of the horses, Apache, was quite dangerous. He had so much fear of humans. So in that journey, I tried a few methods and nothing really resonated with me. And then a friend of mine, Terry, she's told me about Carolyn Resnick method and I looked into it and immediately I was like, this sounds like this is for me. So I contacted you and uh, you sent another trainer, Linda, to, to Costa Rica and I hosted my first clinic. And immediately I knew that that was for me. I knew that that was the way, the answer to break through that disconnect with those horses. And it was true. Within about the first five days, I started to get a connection with my horses. So um, that was only a five-day clinic. So of course I uh, decided to take your Insider Circle program. And the part that you think is so funny is that I would videotape myself and watch the video and just thought I looked just awful. I just thought, gosh, I really need some help. And it would be my turn up. And you would watch my video and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and just watch it and very good. Next week, I'd like you to videotape this. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Just talking to all these people and for a long time, all, and I was giving yeah. maybe f five minutes, yeah, if that. So everybody got all this conversation with Carolyn, and I got it was okay the first time, but then it happened again, and it happened again, and I remember calling Linda and saying, "I'm not sure what's going on here. Like maybe she doesn't like me. I don't know, but she has nothing to say about my videos." So Linda said, well, maybe. Did you ever think that maybe there wasn't anything that she needed to tell you about your videos? And I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Well, anyway, come to find out. Yeah. Yes. Come, come. to find out now that yes. we actually met because I kept pursuing the journey. I, I, just, it was, I was absolutely having to connect with Carolyn. And a couple years ago when I finally got to start training with Carolyn, my dream come true, the passion that I had for this method and being able to train under Carolyn, she revealed to me that she um, was really pleased with what she was seeing. So. Well, I, the, the, the thing is, is, is I really told you when I looked at it, you're doing a great job. I love the relationship you have with your horses. Uh, keep up the good work. When she started getting into more interactions and companion walking and, and moving her horses around, your your body language was excellent. And, and I remember one time you said to me, I don't like the way my body is moving. I, you know, it's just, it, it looks so stiff. It looks this, it looks that. And I says, well, I said, yeah, I want you to keep that video because someday when you look back on that video, you're going to see that your objection 
you had made a mistake because your body language is perfect and I told you keep that because you may lose it but yes. what you had right then is perfect so the thing that that has value to the listener is to understand that maybe just maybe you have a fabulous connection with your horse and I am here to help you bring that along I'm not there to to uh, not utilize the gift that you already had and Nancy had this fantastic gift and as we all know and we've all seen her videos of how beautiful it is of her dancing with horses it's just so you're so fluid your your horse is so connected to you and and when you would send in these videos and these horses are lying down all around you <laughs> the sunbathers yeah the sunbathers <laughs> <laughs> and you could go around and you could groom them and you could pet them and you could play with them and you could get them up and you could get them to work and they were just the most comfortable happy horses in the world and you're, you're, as you brought them along you brought them along so actually very quickly when you think back now how long you've been working with them um, that you have probably the most magical herd of Liberty horses around today so uh, mm. that's where we have finally uh, come to it and and as as uh, Nancy and I were working together on on projects of the online course that we're offering today we've been very busy with everything developing our new programs and everything I would always remind Nancy that if you're not working with your horse every day the programs will suffer Yes. Because when you lose and don't connect with your horses, whatever you develop in the programs that we're sharing with you, they're going to be dry. They're not going to be real. They're not going to be what everybody comes to to the Waterhole Rituals for, and that is to really feel a true sense of belonging with your horse. And in that belonging, you develop it from the actual training of your horse Absolutely. to be able to dance with your horse with your horse and to be able to train your horse so that probably more than 50% of the things that you would need to train him to do are not necessary. Absolutely. I mean a lot of the training that we put into the horse is only coming from the fact that we don't have a relationship with the horse. Once we have the relationship with the horse, the horse just actually falls into the fold, so to speak. Yes. So how much training do we really need? Yes. So it's sort of like a dog, you know, if it, if you have a real good connection with your dog, you didn't have to go to school and teach him how to speak English or teach him about relationship. He just does what you ask him to do because the bond is close and you're with each other enough to where it makes a difference. One of the things when we're working with horses, um, what does the person do? He spends so much time tacking up his horse and then how much time training or riding. And if you multiply that over a week, how much time did we actually spend with the horse? And if you look at it, the horse is truly handicapped because he hasn't really spent that much time with you, but you've come there and demanded a lot. Right. And so therefore, of course, our horse isn't going to be very happy about that. Where, where when you came into my course, you were spending, you know, many, many hours a day, every single day with your horse, 
just being with them. Yes. And, and it paid off, and when I would see your videos, it was just like, you know, music to my eyes. Yeah. Because it, so, it was so what I was wanting for everybody uh, to be able to, to, to really say, I'm going to take a tough time to really hang with my horse and give him my full attention. Absolutely. And it, you can see how it has paid off for you. And so, yes. and so many people go to have a barn, have their horses, but if you video what they're doing on the barn, they're there all day. They're doing stuff. But how much of their time that they spent with the horse was really spent only to be in the company of the horse? Yes. That's and, key. That's the key. And the horse knows that you're not there for him. You're there for cleaning this up, doing this, doing this, you know, whatever your barn duties are. Yes. You're into that. And then there's a short time that the horse has you. And that shows up in the work. Like any time, all of us, when we see a relationship that is beautiful, and then you go up and you ask that person, what their history is with that horse, you're going to see that it has to do with the fact that they spent as much time hanging with their horse doing nothing as they did in the training or performance. Absolutely. And so I saw that that was something that I needed to, to uh, bring to the table is that. And when years ago, people had horses all over the United States who were not horse trainers. They weren't horse trainers. Mm -hmm. They would have a baby born, the baby would grow up in the family, and the next thing you know, you're riding the horse when the whole horse is old enough to have a saddle on its back. Didn't have to have training because it was part of the family. Absolutely. So what the Water Rituals does is take all of that and bring it so that you don't have to spend the time that we did in the olden days. Oh my gosh, it's like a miracle. I mean, honestly, I think that I was such, as you know, a person who really wanted you to figure this out for me, step one, step two, step three. That was, yes, no, that I was my, that. that's remember, right. I was like, I just don't get this. I'm not really having to do anything. I mean, aren't I supposed to do something? And in essence, really, the less was more. And just being with the horses, sharing territory, uh, was a huge benefit for not only them, but myself as well. And the self-realization that I received from being with my horses and interacting with them on a daily basis was um, bigger than life. I mean, it changed my life dramatically and my horses' lives. My horses, honestly, it, uh, you didn't ever really get to meet them. They were very shut down. You came upon, really, after I started working with the, the rituals a little bit, but um, it just was a 360. So I, I'm so excited that I've had the opportunity to live my dream and be able to do this work with you and as well uh, be able to work with my horses every day. I mean, when you said to me, if you're not working your horses every day, then you're not doing the program any justice. I was like, okay, that's a perfect work for me. <laughs> but it's true. And, you know, the Waterhole Rituals is a method of training horses at liberty that anybody can do. It doesn't matter, you know, where your horse is, how small the area, how big a farm, how talented you are. It's just perfect for everyone, I think, and so amazing for the horses. So, Well, I know that as I brought the method along, 
the water hole rituals along, it was important that we get to the foundation, mm -hmm. a strong foundation that everything is built on. In other words, it's before you do anything with your horse and you say, well, you know, what do I do? I've got this horse now. I've been riding him for so many years. Um, I guess this won't work for me. And the thing is, is it's a foundation of experience and relationship with a horse that that horse has never experienced with a human being in its life. He's like a newborn yes. baby. And no matter how much the horses have been abused or now how many patterns that horse has learned, because you meet him in an entirely different level, mm -hmm. you find the new beginning relationship where everything of the past of that horse's worries and concerns is not there. Yeah, it's true. Because he's not experienced that kind of relationship with a human being. And it speeds up training on the other end so much because you have such a bond with the horse and the horse trusts you so much and everything that I've had to do with my horses was difficult. Then a veterinarian, just taking them anywhere, trying to touch them on their head, I mean all of it. And uh, once that bond was formed, it all just came so easy. So I think that people sometimes do think it a little backwards about it. They think that that liberty comes after the training. But wow, if people could just do that first, the, the waterhole rituals, and then they would see how much easier the other training is. Well, the thing is, is if you're, if you're training at liberty first, you're developing your relationship with your horse at first without tact then when you put the tack on, it's only there to, to be a guard for keeping your horse in the vicinity with you. Uh, in new areas of reality, I mean, if you're working in the arena, you don't really need the tack. Yes, absolutely. So for safety reasons, if you're walking to a horse trailer in a new environment, it'd probably be a good idea to have a rope and a halter on. Uh, but uh, the rope and halter, as a communication aid, uh, once you have the water rituals on, is hardly necessary. And that is what takes the, sometimes I feel that the abuse is really caused from an, uh, an over-direction of the tack that you have on them. You know, right now we know that we are going to put this podcast in the program, but for those people who might listen to this to try to decide if they would like to try Liberty Work, what do you have to say to them? Like, what is liberty training? You know, that's something that I don't know that everybody really knows. Now in our program, of course, you know, they know what they're getting into, but I would like other people to be able to understand um, what exactly that is and how you started this particular method of liberty training. Well, you're probably not expecting me uh, Nancy to answer in this way because when you say that I think back about how the waterhole rituals really got developed into a program and years ago I think it was it was like in the 80s I believe I developed it in 70 in 76 but the Arabian Horse Association had come to me uh, to uh, do a clinic on liberty training. I influenced enough horses and, and people that people became very interested in what I was doing with horses. I had a barn where I was training horses um, for a show, but I started all out on liberty first, and that 
And that caused a lot of curiosity. So I had, my first clinic was in Palm Springs, California. And um, they said, we want to see your liberty work. And you coined the term liberty, didn't you? Yes. In, yes. in the 70s? Uh, yes. So that wasn't yes. even a term no, that was used. Know what, yes, you know? yes. But yeah. people who knew my work knew it yes. was called liberty training. So they said, we want to see, we would like you to come and do a clinic. And I remember we had about, oh, it was 30-some horses. I don't exactly remember the round numbers, but 30 horses came to that clinic. And, and I had asked them, just really bring me horses that they thought were extremely resistant. Um, they were all breeds, not just Arabians. It was everything. I said, just give me um, horses of all, draft horses, you know, any, any kind of breed at all, cross breeds. Um, so... Uh, I had to think when I was talking to those people because it was a large clinic. We had we had made a draw uh, the first uh, first day of the clinic. I think it was a three day clinic. We got 150 people. Wow! So your first I, clinic. Show that was my first clinic. I never did a clinic yeah. before, and I had 150 <laughs> people at that clinic. Oh so anyway, I had to figure out how to tell somebody what it was what I was doing to get the horse to respond to me at Liberty the way they did. And the waterhole rituals was invented for that clinic. Yes, I love that. So, so I had to look at all the things that I did to my horses because it was just natural for me. You know, it's from, from the years of me um, uh, hanging with herds and getting accepted into a wild herd and learning their customs and everything and how they developed it, but it was so quick I didn't break it down to really being, being um, a step-by-step -step program. But I had to do that for the people who were at that clinic to be able to maybe work their horse at Liberty. So I had to figure out rules, I had to figure out the step-by-step, -step. and the main room, uh, the main thing that was important is that the space is large enough that you're working your horse in that he can feel that he can ex escape your influence yes. if he wants to. Yes. And I found that a, uh, a rectangle was better than a circle because a circle the horse really can't feel that I'm now free agent. So rectangle and like draw a line in your mind in the middle of the rectangle and say this over here is your area that over there is his area and if he comes over to your area you can train him if he walks over into his area you can't go mm -hmm. and then i knew that it was really important that what my horses had was they had a feeling of of um this is my home not just i'm in an arena so i knew i had to have hay i had to have water yes and so in my area being a uh, a person of of seeing what I needed to inspire the horse is in my area the food was maybe a little more fun than the food over in his side yeah which might bring him <laughs> over in my area yes. and then I could start working him from there so anyway the first thing is is you can't just throw a horse in into a large area and expect him to listen to you but if there's hay on the ground like the, the arena that I was working in was something like 600 by 200. Wow. Goodness, <laughs> and you didn't even rope it off probably. No, no, I didn't. 
No, I did not. It was that size. And I had all of those variables. I knew what I was facing. You know, so I knew how was I going to be able to get those horses to work yeah. in the area that was going to be up by the grandstands because the grandstands were this small area at the end and then there was all of this space yes, that went out yes. to nowhere and nobody would see it as sort of like a probably it was a pole field or something I don't know it wasn't grass it was dirt so anyway I, I had fun you know and everybody's looking and say well here you are. So I took the hay and I says, I've just made my fence line. I dropped the food down. <laughs> the and sure enough, I was right. Those horses came around, each one, one by one. I didn't have them working, you know, as a yeah. as a group, just one by one. But each, it, it when you are in your element, when you have found, like, I was so excited to give that clinic because I thought to myself, finally, I'm going to get to share the years and years and years I've had with mm -hmm. horses that people really cared because when I went out to those wild horses nobody really cared yeah. when I came back nobody says well what was it like out there Carolyn yeah. no one was interested so here I had I was in a situation where the Arabian Horse Association said come and do a clinic wow. in Palm Springs so I was so excited to share what I I the, bet yeah it was it was great and when we are in our element, it's like, excuse the expression, it's like God shines on you for a moment. Yes. And brings. I know the feeling. <laughs> and brings all the horses that yes. says, I'm going to support you, Carolyn. I'm going to be there for you. Isn't that the truth? And each horse was actually just more than I ever suspected. I mean, they were all there, coming up and yes. companion walking and running with me and, 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 and placing and staying and, and coming just from, just from the first moment that they saw me. It was a beautiful clinic. But that's how the water rituals were built, is I had to explain what it was, the step-by-step step in getting, so that was, you know, like the entry point of connection yeah. that I've spoken of earlier, so that step-by-step, step, that you don't ask a horse something that he can't come through with. Yes. So, uh, It yeah. is so amazing, though, how they show up and just, I mean, I, I love how they show up at clinics and just shine a bright light, you know? I can imagine with all of those people and all of those horses how amazing that had to be for you it to was. finally demonstrate your life's work because and that had been years of studying yeah. and observing wild horses. Yes. And, uh, and I the next thing amazing. was, and the next thing was, if I remember rightly, we had 150 the first, the first day. I think we had, the group went up to 200 the next day. Wow. And 300 the following day. It spread like magic. People loved it. They wa loved watching. They had no idea. Of course they did. I remember this yeah. one horse. He was a he was a big horse like a uh, a big quote quote dumb. What they used him for? I think he was a big pack animal. He was like a draft horse. And his eyes were really small. And they were on both sides of his head. And he was really tall. I don't know how tall. 
but between me and that horse and those little tiny eyes, and Hibbs never, ever, ever paid any attention to anything but what his job was. When he got loose in that, it, that big arena, his feet were as big as, um, I don't even know what to describe, but they were huge, you know, like elephant-sized feet I was just going to say elephant feet. <laughs> yeah, he had elephant-sized feet. And, you know, he would plod and run around and couldn't see me at all, never tried to see me. I couldn't get his attention in the first, oh, I don't know. Um, he was happy to be in that wild, that wide space, and he's running around. And at one moment, that horse cocked his head, and I'll never forget it, and he looked down on me with one eye. Because that's the only way they were <laughs> they both see you could, There was no way because of the way his yeah, eyes were placed. Yeah. But he saw me. And at that moment, that horse was so bonded to me. He was probably the horse that I felt had the, um, would be the one that I would think wouldn't come through only because of the way he was. Mm-hmm. I was so, he was, his head's up looking around at the audience, and I'm down here, and he's running, and I'm having to avoid him because if I don't, I'm going to be history. Yeah. And so, but when he noticed me, he knew how to use his head and he knew how to use his eyes and he could take directions easily. It was wonderful. Aww, what an awesome experience. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, when I say, I, I hate to use the word directions because everybody thinks, well, you know, telling the horse what to do. And it isn't that. It's dancing with the horse and being able to direct that horse in a way that causes that horse to feel really inspired to connect and enjoy the playful dance with you. Absolutely. Just like the movie of the Black Stallion. Yes. It's like that. that. It's it's the direction that he gave is spontaneous. It's not it's not really training. Yes. It's beautiful. Well, I'm so grateful that that clinic came about so that you could put together this amazing program that we are now able to share with all of these people through this online course. And I'm so excited to be part of it. And I am so happy that we're doing this together. So um, I guess that's about it for this podcast, but we'll keep checking in with our students and um, doing more podcasts on all of the different facets of the Waterville Rituals. Well, nice talking to you, Nancy. You too, Carolyn. We'll talk soon. Okay.